0: Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red night standing by. You're listening to the Ion
1: Cannon Podcast.
0: Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This
1: is it.
0: laser Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to you know, take a journey down down a river and and across the, the river to discuss season two, episode nine of The Bad Batch, titled The Crossing.
2: But we're not going to Grandma's house, are we?
0: Not this time. That'll come later. Okay, good.
1: Okay, good. Let's uh, uh, get worse. Th- <laughs> oh hey, God. you know what?
0: He set it up. I <laughs>
2: have to take it down.
1: Oh, uh, yes, yes. No, we're here to review The Crossing, uh, the ninth episode of The Bad Batch. But before we do... There's a couple pieces of news. Um, first of all, Star Wars Vision Season 2 will debut on May 4th. So uh, we'll have another, I think, eight episodes. This time from a, a variety of creators uh, around the globe. So they're incorporating more animation styles, uh, as the official press release says, from a variety of countries and cultures. And offering a dynamic new perspective on the storied mythos of Star Wars. So we're going to get episode titled Sith from the studio El Guri. Uh, we're going to get uh, Screechers Reach from Cartoon Saloon, In the Stars by Punk Robot, I Am Your Mother by Aardman, Journey into the Darkhead by Studio Murr, The Spy Dancer by Studio La Cachette, and The Bandits of Golok by 88 Pictures, The Pit by D'Art, uh Shatagio and Lucasfilm, uh, and then uh, "Ow's Song by Triggerfish. So that's the... You can expect those on May fourth. Um, celebration of uh, Star Wars Day. There, uh, also on Star Wars Day, we're getting the Young Jedi Adventures. the the this This series kind of targets younger kids. Um, will uh, debut, and it follows its well. The official description is set during the High Republic era. The animated series follows young. Uh, Sorry, Jedi younglings as they study the ways of the force, explore the galaxy, help citizens and creatures in need and learn valuable skills needed to become Jedi along the way. And they released the first two photos from the series, uh, which include, uh, according to the press release, master Yoda, uh, some Jedi younglings named Kai Liss, and nubs, and then their friends Nash and RJ 83. And there's another photo of them all doing a training sequence. So I don't know. You, you guys excited for these new, uh, releases?
0: I visions. I I'd say I'm kind of excited for visions. You know, it was the first season was interesting, I would say. And mm-hmm. there were definitely some cooler ones and some that are a little bit more head scratchers. Young Jedi adventures is, I mean, more so than I think, almost anything else. I I don't think we're the target audience. No, so, definitely not. No. <laughs> no. It's designed for preschoolers. I think, I preschoolers,
1: I think? <laughs> something yeah. that. Yeah, so, like that.
0: Yeah. Am I excited for it? No, and I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's not. Yeah, young kids will be excited. It's not targeted yeah, at us. Yeah, I'm I looking some... forward to. So Sorry, I was going to say
2: I was, I was looking forward to when it comes to visions. I want to see what Ardman's going to do. I mean, Ardman's famous for Wallace and Gromit, and right. that stop motion style. Yeah, that's true. I want to see what they're going to do with this. The other ones sound really cool, and Stephen, you hit you hit the the thing right on the head. Where there are some good episodes, there are some interesting episodes from the season one. That's probably going to go the same way with this, but I really want to see what Ardman's going to do with yeah. the with with their show.
1: Yeah, I think you know, for me, it's uh, Visions was a it was a neat, interesting project. Ultimately, it's not canon. It's not an official Star Wars like. It's not part of the larger saga. It's more just like, hey, what if, right? Um, with different mm-hmm. art styles, and it's cool. I'm, I the first season was uh, really more like anime style, and I'm not a big anime guy. I haven't yeah. really gotten into it personally, and that's okay. Um, but it looks like this new season will take on a more v- a wider v- range of art styles and and studios. So, like you mentioned, Wallace and Gromit, or even someone from Lucasfilm is working on their uh, on one of the shorts, and and so I just I'm excited to see the range of uh the even an even broader range of art styles and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff so i think that'll be that will be fun um and of course you know with uh, you know the young Jedi adventures isn't targeted at us i think the art style is very cutesy um it's definitely some of the most adorable star wars has probably looked um i saw some criticism online i don't get it right it's for young kids don't worry about it <laughs> like, if, enjoy if it. you don't want to
2: if you don't like it you don't have to watch it yeah yeah. yeah watch your first episode see if it's cute then after that okay fine it's not for you yeah. I think it gets back to the prequels yeah I think we're always saying the prequels were aimed at a specific age group it really wasn't aimed for the people like us it was aimed at Steven and me <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> exactly
2: yeah. but 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 when it comes to this this is basically aimed for kids so you can watch the first episode and if it's not for you that's fine
1: it's it's for the kids so there you go exactly exactly um also we have some uh, finally finally star wars.com has uploaded the episode guides for the first half of the bad batch season two it's been weird they they haven't had any for the first like month the show has been airing a uh, month and a half almost um but this week they finally released the episode guides for all eight of the uh, episodes that are already out and so go check those out if you want to get some neat behind the scenes trivia actually a few things of note in our review last week of tribe uh, sorry two weeks ago of tribe um uh the we mentioned that the the, the kinrath spiders were from Kotar it turns out that even though the dis- the episode uh the subtitles call them kinrath spiders they're actually uh called netcasters which were based on the designs of kinrath spiders from Kotar but not the same so a little a little correction there. Uh they're actually originally going to use uh shock spiders instead from Jedi Fallen Order, but they wanted to go something a little bit less fearsome. But yeah, it's it's cool at least that you know they're they're referencing these other uh medium and, or at least inspired by it. Also the writer of that episode Matt McNevitz uh also of course as many of you know wrote the Kashyyk arc in um the Clone Wars and you know had many of the same elements and so it's kind of nice that everything is tied tied together um also two other interesting notes we saw in the episode guys, before we get into the show first um is that senator pamelo from last week's episode uh you know she was in the senate i knew she looked familiar uh sharon duncan brewster actually reprised her role from as, as pamelo from uh rogue one so she's kind of oh, you know she's around the table cool. in rogue one she's that's one of cool. the ones talking about how they can't go and take out the, the death star, you know, over Scarif. And yeah, she actually came back and reprised her role. So that, that's cool. I, I was like, she looks so familiar and I couldn't place it. That is very cool. Yeah. And then, uh, lastly, we were also discussing last week, how, how the heck did Senator Halle Bertoni lose her Senate seat? Right. Did was she just like kicked off after Camino? And, um, the episode guide partially answers this. They, they, according to the episode guide, um, and actually, if you, you guys recall, right back in the Clone Wars, I t- I completely forgot about this. She was framed for murdering Senator Anaconda Far. Uh, remember, and then the whole in the episode Senate Murders, and there was a whole investigation over who killed the rhodian senator. Um, and uh, and she was framed. Uh, by uh, uh, she was she was framed by um the the actual villain, and she was originally arrested. But they eventually discover that no, no, it was Lolo Lolo Purse, who was uh, the killer, and supposedly I would have assumed she had been freed, but apparently um, after that she was still uh, she still lost her senate seat. So still doesn't exactly explain Very. why she lost her senate seat. She was framed and then cleared, but there you go. That's what are you gonna do? That's what yeah. happened. That's why she's still in prison, and that's why they're so. I guess so. Worried about her with all the guards and stuff. Anyway, just want to call that out since we had a, a whole discussion on this last week. And I mean, even if we had remembered the Clone Wars bit, it doesn't really explain uh, how uh, why she's uh, you know still uh, been removed from the Senate. But hey, hmm. there's your answer according to the episode guide. So go check them out. They're cool, fun art, um, trivia, all that good stuff. And with that, shall we dive into? our review Tom
2: might as well because today we're going to be reviewing the bad batch season two episode nine titled the crossing directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Brooke Roberts in this episode, the bad batch extract minerals from a mine. Very, very straightforward. Um, okay. I think that's it. Not much
1: else. No, no, no. There's no kidding. (laughs) Oh,
2: well, but, Okay, I I will say this, okay? It it kind of is very straightforward. They were sent to a mine that supposedly didn't really have anything and that's why Sid sent them to this mine to investigate if there was actually something of value in there. That's basically all the episode was. Go see what's in there.
1: Well, they have then, they have a whole adventure along the way, they, right? It's do they, do, do they have an adventure though, William,
0: or is the episode mainly them just sitting in tunnels?
1: So i guess i would okay. argue this is the first half okay, go ahead. Of, a, of a two-parter episode right and um you know so they sid buys a mine and she sends the bad batch to go investigate and see you know if there's any ipsium in the mine um it's this mm. you know very valuable highly combustible liquid uh, effectively that's mined from um uh is from it with, is
2: it really liquid or was it kind of like crystallized and they had to put something up to it well it's 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 in fossilized
1: li- quartz so okay there you go okay. so yeah so it, it's it is a it's a liquid that is contained in the fossilized quartz on this pl- that's very
2: explosive planet. we have to make sure it's very explosive
1: yeah and so that adds a lot of tension you know and uh, s- side note I wonder if the name Ipsum is uh I wonder if they couldn't figure out a name for it. And they're just like, well, Lorem Ipsum. We'll put you know the standard like you know placeholder text. And uh and they're like, ooh, that Ipsium. Would not surprise me. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh it's, fascinating. That's, that's my theory. We'll we'll see if it's if it's accurate or not. But I'll bet it was it's a play on Lorem Ipsum, probably. Um But uh, you know, so really I feel like this this episode in particular is really More about Tech and Omega's relationship than anything else, and kind of repairing their relationship and bringing them back together. Because Mm -hmm. you know, throughout this season, Tech has been making various comments about um, uh, both. I guess Echo too, right? Both Tech and Echo have made various comments about Omega. They didn't fully understand it. Omega is still dealing with the loss of Echo. She's dealing Mm -hmm. with the you know, as we see in this episode, the loss of her ship, which is basically the only. Home. She's really known, and so it provides a nice opportunity for the two of them to kind of get to know each other a little better and understand how Tech's mind works, and and kind of come to terms a little bit. So from, from that standpoint, it's a it's a nice uh, moment between those those two characters.
2: So so in other words, it is a way to extend or explain the story between Tech and omega but not so much extend the actual bad batch story going further it's another one of those nice quiet little filler episodes
1: well, yeah yeah i i, I, I hate I, the, I, I hate the term filler episodes right cuz like it's it's not you. i don't think it's a filler episode i i think it's a um you know it's it, a it not every episode needs to move the larger mythos which, along which is true however is true. um the the, you know, this is, I do think in the scheme of things, right, it's, I guess we're jumping right into it. it it's not one of my favorite episodes of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the Bad Batch have to have their occasional, you know, episodes where they focus more on the characters. And this one, I think, honestly, did a better job of focusing on the characters more mm-hmm. than most of the, the side stories. But I would say it's more of a side story than a filler episode. Okay. It's my two cents. I don't know.
0: That's fine. Steven, I, I you had a thought? I was okay, I think that's kind of fair. I think my biggest issue with this episode is, you're right, William, it, the episode is actually about tech and Omega and Omega kind of dealing with loss. I wish they'd found a better framing for the episode. I I just found this entire episode pretty boring to watch, honestly. Like, the if I were to summarize the episode in like 10 seconds, they land on the planet for a mine, their ship gets stolen, and they make their they get trapped in a mine for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the episode kind of ends. And it, it does help knowing it's a two-parter. There's more coming next week. But it I think they just needed something a little bit more in this episode to like fill in while Tech and Omega are working through things. There yeah. wasn't quite I, enough happening.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I guess the way I would describe it is the I thought the what they did was good but the how in which they did it was maybe a yeah. little bit lacking. Yeah. Totally. And I think that is yeah. a, yeah, I think I'm that going, is a common issue with the whole series. Uh, this whole season so far has been, you know, many of the episodes, like last week we had a fanta- fantastic 2 part. I loved those episodes and I, mm-hmm. you know, and the crosshair episode was fantastic. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's a, I feel like a lot of times they're doing good things but the way in which they tell the story could be more engaging or entertaining, even if it's not moving the larger mythos along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just a, a, a something the show struggles with. And I I still still love the show, you know, even if it's uh, uh, it, it struggles at times. Um, and that's where I guess like you, you know it's not you guys more in the community, right? Sometimes people hear the words filler episode and some you know there's like there's a big debate over filler episodes and things. And I think it's more. No, you, 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 need, you need character moments, right? Could, but could they have made it more engaging? Certainly. Okay. That's, then I will,
2: then I will be very careful in the use of that. Those two words. Okay. Um, I, I think for this episode, there was, there was plenty of peril. I mean, to have, which is funny. Omega was the one that was always trying to pull yeah. the, the liquid from the Ipsom. Okay. And she was the one that was always falling and tech had to follow, fall after her. And it's like, why, why is it always Omega? The one in this episode that had to be the quote unquote in peril. And tech tech was the one was like, okay, well there ends up being this little crack here. This is how we can get out of this tunnel. Okay. Why couldn't it have been Omega to where it's like, you know, Hey, I found something over here let her solve the problem instead of letting it be like one of, one of the, you know, one of the batch. um, I just let her grow just that little bit more. It was really good to see the character, you know, the interaction between Omega and Tech and her trying to deal with the loss of Echo, which I find very surprising that that kind of bond between the two of them was established and very quickly. And then on top of that, how how basically you're seeing her deal with it. Let's see a little bit more of that. Because even the hug from last episode, I watched that episode again. It was like when Echo got hugged, Echo just for that second one was like, What do I do? This is a new feeling for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I, I just uh, I didn't yeah, mind I, I'm gonna say this. I didn't mind this episode. Okay. It just seemed like it was an episode. Sorry to cut you off, Stephen.
0: Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was, I was interrupting you. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, you kind of reminded me a little bit. Like, I was actually, I'd say, really impressed with particularly this scene with Tech and Omega talking where they're talking about Echo leaving. Mm-hmm. And right. they did, the writers did a really great job of, and uh, I was going to say, it's not just D. Bradley Baker, but both of the voice actors involved. Mm-hmm. Tech approaches everything, obviously, from this very clinical perspective. And seeing him try and grapple with how, like that's not how Omega sees the world. And Omega right. very clearly sees the world as in this, you know, um, like a family, you know, like that is how she views the group. And so the way they kind of work through that nuance, I thought great job to both of them, mm-hmm. I guess. but Yeah. In fact, I, I would argue right.
1: that that might be one of the better character moments between like Omega and the batch that we've had in the series, or at least the season, mm-hmm. just because yep. they, you know, they they try to do different moments like that at times, but this felt the most real. I guess right. you know, I don't know how else to describe it, but it, and it was very well it was very well written and acted.
2: And and I think to to go back to last week's episode, uh, where it's like that hug from Omega to Echo, it's now a thing to where she's kind of bringing, let's say, a little bit of um emotional humanity to these characters that were basically just bread for war. And all they know is combat. But now they've got this opposite of them that does have emotion, that does understand being hurt and does understand the loss of someone. And they're starting to bring this in into this group. And as you said and pointed out, William, it was really good to see Tech and Omega discuss this because now now you're seeing that the batch is starting to grow right and not just be quote unquote clones i mean you can also go back to last episode in which uh Tucci was trying to, to talk to the clones about you know what about your future and they're like no we want to be out there to go after this we want to do this and she's trying to make them realize look there's more to you got you clones than going out there and fight what about this what about that and you can see in that episode they're all starting to think she's got a point
1: yeah yeah. I mean so. Tech even Tech even says at one point the he doesn't know how to handle the loss of Echo and Crosshair any other way because Right. he has to respect their choices, you know, and that's just how he's been brought up and trained and it's really interesting to see the different perspectives and how they kind of come to a they they don't feel the same way as each other, but they come to at least understand each other. And I thought that was just mm-hmm. really well done. It was just, yeah. It was it was, a, it was a great moment between the the two characters.
2: Agreed.
1: Yeah. Um. We also got a little bit of a a, a Lion King <laughs> homage, I think, with the uh, uh, the you know they, they of course the ship gets stolen, right? And that's kind of the whole plot of this episode is, hey, they're stranded on this planet now. The marauders gone. We don't who stole it. We don't really know. Uh, let's um, you know, they try to make their way to the spaceport and uh you know on their way they basically uh, this herd just comes you know uh, stampeding through the canyon and uh this is uh felt straight out of lion king to me i don't know if you guys i got the same feeling but um no 100
0: yeah. percent. yeah yeah i was waiting to find out who was going to die tumbling into the canyon as the wildebeest i think
2: exactly. they released
0: lion king right
2: like yeah. work their way through i'm gonna have to watch it again
1: Uh, oh so it was so (laughs) lying i totally forgot about that picking up stuff (laughs) i'm gonna have to watch it one more time oh but uh i i think you know having to deal with the ipsum whether it's getting trampled or you know dropping it um later when like a storm rolls in or even extracting it added some nice tension to the episode you know you never mm. like, oh god be careful you know and we know they're not gonna die but it still i think added some nice um tension to the uh to the episode of course that that leads to the batch getting locked inside the cavern when the ipsium explodes outside closing this cavern entrance the mine entrance that they were taking shelter in during the storm um and uh you know the tech Tekken Omega have to figure out how to escape through these, you know, underwater lakes, I guess, or you know, waterways.
2: There's an underwater waterways or yeah. water, uh, underwater veins or something yeah, like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thankfully, I mean, it's they're a, they're able to resolve it relatively quickly. Um it cuz it turns out that the you know, there's a there's like a hole in the in the wall and they just uh wrecker and hunter just need to bring the uh bring the ipsium through down through the water, blow it up, make a way out, and it it gets them uh gets them out of there pretty quickly, at least. So I think from that standpoint, you know, like you were saying earlier, I think both Tom and Steven, it's a pretty quick yeah Uh, Yeah. straightforward um uh, resolution to everything there's not a ton of challenge you know i think echo going off on her own to extract the Ipsium is a is is interesting right the fact that she she wants to go off and and originally have some time by herself and she discovers these ipsium veins and and starts Mm -hmm. um uh, extracting it um you know the that was all i don't know i guess seems really dangerous for her to be doing alone but yep they they do in she's many a cases. Kid. She well, and this is where the show does. I have to. Oftentimes, they talk about how oh, she's just a kid, but then other yeah. times she is she's much. You know, they they, they let her do much more adult things. And they they place a lot of trust in her, which I think will play in later in the season. Um, a a bit more. But i guess it's also natural right they they kind of do treat her as part of the group and only every once in a while do they realize oh wait no she's she's still a kid you mm-hmm. know it doesn't really change their behavior at all but when, you know when they see you know omega with gunji for example that's when she they, they'll often realize no she's actually really young
2: right but also she does like to volunteer for certain things
1: oh she does all the time oh yeah
2: yeah, especially. Hey, I'll go to the Senate. I'll go with Senator Tucci. I'll go with. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Go to the Senate. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell somebody you're a clone. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Look. Uh, <I'm>...
0: Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. There, there's one more elephant in the room we need to address. Yeah. Before we review this. Okay. What is going on with Sid? Bad <sighs> words right out of my mouth. make it. it? I agree. They, they make it. They're able to rig up a com call. They call Sid, and she, she doesn't want to help. She's too busy. I. It
2: hurts, you know. It. It also. It also. Doesn't make sense. The line where she said, "I didn't tell you to get your ship, your ship stolen, did I?" I mean, it's like they couldn't help that because wait a minute. My comeback. My comeback would have been, "Hey, look." This mine that you bought that basically you thought had absolutely nothing in there. We just found you basically a massive gold mine in a certain area. So we made you money and you're yelling at us for getting our ship stolen when we basically found this for you.
1: I mean, this this is pretty much in Sid's character, right? She but it's becoming worse. It is. Initially, she would kind of not give him the whole truth, maybe, or she'd you know um sure. she you know kind of caused a little problem here or, there, or get them into trouble but you know increasingly like they go and they they save her like they saved her life in in faster right um and how does she repay them well not very well right because in this in this episode she's um th- they need rescue they're stranded she's like well Sorry, I can't help. And then they push her and she's like, well, I'll see what I could do. Might be a few days off to get some affairs mm-hmm. in order. Like that just I, made me my, so annoyed with her. <laughs> so annoyed. I think my challenge
0: is it's not like at this point, they've got a pretty established relationship with Sid. Yep. It's not like this is a new thing. It's not like they're not proven. They've delivered for her multiple times at this point. And they like, I guess I'm annoyed by the fact that we had a whole episode where they, like I said, literally saved her life, cleared mm-hmm. her debts. Like, yeah, made it so she could continue business which she would not have been able to do without the batch's intervention and it does, it seemed to mean absolutely nothing to her yeah and
2: yeah and
0: yeah. I just want I just want them to say like yeah we're not gonna help you anymore like we're done. I, sorry me too yeah. I, I, I
1: hope we see that I think it needs to happen this season because if it doesn't um I it, I can't explain why the batch would continue working for her when they she right. increasingly stabs them in the back and or yep. refuses yep. to help when they're in a bind yep. and yet they bend over backwards for her now yes she's paying them they need money they need a place to stay but i would hope that at some point this season they're going to address this because it's it's getting out of hand you know
2: it's getting out of hand it's getting a little old because it's getting to the point where it's like you want to have somebody come back especially hunter and say you know what for the amount of times we've bailed you out you owe us this one because yep. we bailed you out here, we bailed you out here, and boy did we bail you out on this one! And yeah. hey, take a look at what we just found for you. You here, owe here. us. Yes.
1: Should Should the batch cut all ties from Sid? What do you What do you think? Yes.
2: Yes, but but now but now you're getting into a minor gray area, because she has it on them. They are supposedly and Rampart knows they're alive, but has covered it up. They're
1: supposedly dead to the world. That's true. With Rampart, with Rampart out of the way,
2: with Rampart out of the way, they technically are, quote unquote, dead to the world. I mean,
1: I guess you're right. You don't really know what she's going to do. She's too untrustworthy, but
0: I don't know. That doesn't, that's, that argument is, I think, as much to get away from her as just continue working for her. Right. Like, I just, just, I think at this point they've this kind point. of proven they're they're able to do what they need to do, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think they're yeah. they should a hundred percent move on to bigger and better things.
1: I sure yeah. hope so. I, I sure agree hope so. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I we'll see if they end up doing it this season. I I can't imagine her story continuing much longer. Like I would hope it's oh, something agree. they resolve in season two because. I don't know how you yep. keep dealing with Sid and her antics.
0: It, I,
1: yeah. It yeah.
0: needs to either, we need to put some magically put this to bed where she's now a trusted part of her operation and they are partners, not employees, or they just need to separate. I think and I like it, that is all crystallized in just this like five second conversation. Yeah.
2: Or, or when, or, One of her enemies takes care of it for them. I hate to say it.
0: I mean, it's not a bad idea either.
2: Yeah, because they're there. No, I I, I don't want to be brutal about it. But if that does happen, it basically saves them from being exposed by her. Yeah. And it also saves them from if they are able to leave, they can at least walk away knowing that she won't be out there hanging over their heads. It would be a clear break, even if it were to be a handshake deal that yep. she somehow survives and walks away. There is still that nagging thing, even as a fan base, that it's still out there. She's still there and she could pull the plug on them at any moment.
1: Yeah, 100%. I guess I guess yep. we'll see. In the meantime, uh, Stephen, how would uh, how would you read this episode?
0: Oh, so I came in pretty negative. I'm st- I'm up a little bit I, I honestly think I'd give this like a five and a half out of ten. Um, this has just been my least favorite episode so far. there there are pieces of this like you said William that are that I think they had good intentions. the conversation with sitter is good the conversation between tech and Omega is good. It just lacked enough motivation like I didn't care about an Ipsy mine. I knew they were going to escape so like there's just there was no tension for anything and so it was just kind of a, like okay, let's pass 20 minutes. Uh, until we're done. Um, and, you know, I, we didn't talk about it, but, like, also, I find it hard to believe that they just, like, left their ship unlocked to the point where it was stolen super easily. Mm-hmm. I get that, you know, theoretically, other things happen, but, like, come on, really? So, I don't know. That's where I am. Um, five and a half out of ten, and uh, my they were all involved in stealing the Bad Batch's ship. You know, obviously, he couldn't, the guy couldn't steal it alone, so uh, he had help. Maybe an inside inside job, which the bats weren't aware of. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tom?
2: I'm giving the episode a six. Um, I, I I've said enough about this. I'm just going to take my six Womp rats and, you know, I I, I would also have them help uh, steal the ship. But I think these guys, my six, actually still got stuck in the mine because what they're going to do is. I have a feeling Sid's not going to come back for this. So my six Womp Rats are actually going to take over the mine and profit from it.
1: It's a pretty
2: good system. It's
1: a pretty uh, Why not? smart Womp Rats.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was going to be a 10, but, you know, the other four ended up going down the wrong shaft.
1: Oh, that, that does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i going to give this episode uh, actually six and a half Womp Rats. Just keep going linearly. Um, and like, you know, I. Like you guys, I don't think this is the best episode of the season, especially coming off the fantastic episode two parter from last week. Just absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, you know, that said, I like the moments between Omega and and Tech, and I think this is one of the better character uh, development um, episodes they've done. And so, from that standpoint, I really liked it. Also, as much as Sid is starting to annoy me uh not from like the way she acts but just the what she's doing to the batch right Uh, the fact that the batch are just taking it right now uh i have to imagine this is a a tipping point and that hopefully the batch will um retaliate in in some way i I guess we'll we'll see i could be wrong um but it it definitely seems like this is a two-parter because the episode just kind of ends with the batch stuck on the planet um so I, it sounds like next week we'll pick up where we left off, and I, I hope that includes Sid. Uh, if not next week, then at some point, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, overall, I'll give it six and a half. Womp rats out of ten. And my six and a half. Womp rats, We, you couldn't tell what kind of creatures were stampeding. They were not wildebeest. They were womprats.
0: Those are some awfully big womp rats. Oh yeah,
1: they get they get really big on this unnamed planet. <laughs> yes good to know terrifying stay away stay far away.
2: now is the planet really unnamed or is that the actual name no unnamed. it's 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 unnamed. <laughs>
1: unnamed okay so it is named it's just unnamed well it's maybe it's maybe it is name it's just unknown i guess technically there we you just go no but okay but yeah coming up next week on ion cannon we have our review of the bad batch season two episode 10 retrieval obviously a continuation of this week so we'll see what happens next will the batch get off planet will they get their ship back what will happen will they go after sid find out next week we'll be back or will here sid, or with, will sid rescue them or will sid rescue them that that's that's an option too yeah it's well, not an option that's not happening that's no, not happening <laughs> i doubt it, <laughs> <laughs> Had to anyway, it out there. have a have a good week everybody and we'll be back next week with our review of retrieval Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast,
2: your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.